Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a special episode on the vest. Do I have a treat for you listeners today? I have with me Dalton Torres, an up and coming singer that I have the pleasure to speak with today. How's it going, folks? I'm super glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, Dalton, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Let the listeners know who you are, what you're about, um, and and why you're on the uh, episode today. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, my name is Dalton Torres. I am from Cleburne, Texas, uh, about 45 minutes south of Fort Worth. Um, I graduated high school there, and uh, I went to a semester of college Realized it wasn't uh, my parte, so uh, I ended up enlisting in the United States Marine Corps, and uh, I served four years, and I uh, got out in 2020, and uh, worked for an electric. Realized if I wanted to chase my dreams, I gotta go full send, so uh, I went full send, and uh, I'm a, been a solo gigging musician. Uh, for about a year and a half, I have two singles out right now, and uh, my plan for 2023 is to start rounding up some uh, band members and try to get this thing going and uh, chase my dreams into being a touring musician. Yeah, I've I've had the privilege to listen to some of those uh, songs that you put out and. Man, can I tell you, like, they are a breath of fresh air because it's not that new age country hip hop rap stuff. It gets back to what country's about and that that old style country with the harmonicas. Some of the some of the instruments you have in there are just phenomenal. And it's it's really refreshing to to hear some of that stuff. Man, that's great to hear. Honestly, uh, I was kind of skeptical when I actually did my first song because like I knew I wanted to be a musician, but like I didn't know how anything worked. So I figured I was like, man, I guess I gotta write some songs in order to start this. So I uh, started writing that song Chisholm Trail back at my parents' house when I got home, and uh, ended up coming up with a little harmonica riff and uh, finished writing it. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna go get this recorded and. Uh, I was blessed enough to go to Rosewood Studios and record Chisholm Trail with uh, Aaron Watson and Wade Bowen's band. And uh, sure enough, uh, it hasn't even been a year. It's probably been 10 months since I released Chisholm Trail. And uh, it's got like 333,000 streams and I got 36,000 monthly listeners. So I'm very thankful and blessed with that. Yeah, that that is a phenomenal story, and I didn't realize that you wrote your own song. So, being a singer songwriter is definitely something you don't see a lot nowadays. A lot of people will pay other people to write their songs, and then they just go and sing them. Yeah, um, exactly, and that's that's also a big thing um, with like wanting to do this music. Uh, like when I, you know, record a song or uh, or something that I've written, I want it to be like mine i want it to be personal i want it to be me i want people to know what like the stories behind what i'm singing about so and, I, and that's a big thing is definitely being an original artist and writing my own music and uh obviously i mean i love to get with other pe- other musicians and co-write and 
um, but yeah, that's my biggest thing is to write as many songs as I can. And, uh, that's what I've been doing, uh, these past few weeks is actually getting on it now and trying to come up with at least 10 songs of my own. And, uh, that's what I've been doing. I got about four right now that two that are half written, the other three have started, but I know the vibes I'm going to get out of it. Nothing but sad old country heartbroken songs. Oh, well, I am looking forward to those when whenever you, you get those written and uh and produced. I will probably be one of the first listeners. I've got you followed on Spotify, signed up for any notifications of new music. So whenever they come out, I'll be one of the first ones to to hear them and uh send them out to my friends and uh family to to have them listen to as well. So um, now that we talk a little bit about you and your music and what you do for a living. And I have to say thank you um, real quick before uh, we move on. Thank you for your service, man. I know um, the stat is like less than 1% of the Americans currently will enlist in the military and serve a tour. So having a brother and sister in arms um, that joins the military, you know, we give each other crap uh, between the branches like army, air force, Marines, Navy. But when it comes down to it, when it's on the the lines, we're going to be brother, sister, we're going to fight for each other. And then we'll go back to the bar and give each other crap. So, um, I Absolutely, definitely appreciate man. what you. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's such a, such a great thing. Like I'm so glad I, I got to do it and, and get through it and thank God every day that everything went good and no broken bones. Just, uh, just a little, uh, just a little, uh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm a Marine, so it's, it's, we always say stupid things. So I don't really know. It's a little moto. Like, ever since I, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Like, I'm so happy that that was my dream to become a, a United States Marine. And literally since I was little, like in third grade, I used to like order like military times magazines. <laughs> like it was crazy. Um, actually funny story on that, uh, when I was in kindergarten, we had to show and tell, and my uncle was in the air force back in desert storm. And he gave me one of his, uh, like gas masks, like oxygen, like, uh, containers. And I brought it to school in kindergarten and, uh, I said it was a bomb <laughs> and, uh, my teacher obviously didn't know what the hell it was. And, uh, dude, the cops got called, principal came down, my mom had to come to the school. Uh, so honestly, that kind of just, uh, tells you how much I love that. So I ended up doing it, got four years down and I'm, I'm super proud, but that's out of the way. I'm a veteran and now it's time to, uh, chase my dreams and becoming a musician. So, yeah. So did you play any sports when you grew up? Yes, sir. I played football and baseball. So would you describe the brotherhood that you had in those sports, especially kind of like in the middle school, high school, to similar to the brotherhood that you had in the military? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was going to say, like, joining the Marines, like, it was so similar to the way high school football was because, like, I mean, you got all these random people you get the same jersey on. You're all fighting for one thing to win, and then you go through all this, like, sweat, 
blood, sweat, and tears. And that's kind of how it was when I joined the Marines. Uh, I got to boot camp, and I'm with all these random people. And then after three months of that shit, I mean, you you actually, like, get so close. And, like, it's crazy. That was six years ago, and I still remember all my my rack mate and all the people that I did it with. Yeah, I know I was fortunate enough when I enlisted um, going to Air Force boot camp. One of my good friends uh, was actually in my flight. So um, it made it a little bit easier knowing I had someone with me that knew me. Um, but we had, I think, 50 people in our flight. So you you got to know each and every one of them. Um, some of them you, you may not have liked. But others, you know, you grew that bond and you you still keep in touch with them. Um, me going on 13 years now, I still keep in touch with some of them uh, back from basic and, and training. So, man, that's so awesome. 13 years. There's no I'm, man. I love I love our military, but I could not do more than four. <laughs> yeah, the Air Force is a little bit easier. I mean, being an aircraft mechanic, um, I got to travel and see the world a little bit. So that kind of eased my time frame a little bit because every month or so i was always on the road going somewhere doing something um so 13 years literally seems like i blinked an eye and i'm here so damn man that's so awesome man you almost you almost did the 20 mark baby yeah so what kind of sports do you like to watch nowadays i know um in our conversations you you mentioned you like to golf a lot yes um What's funny about that is, like, I used to hate golf. Like, I honestly, just because I never put any time or effort to, like, you know, see what it was. Every time I saw it on TV, I just thought it was just boring as hell. And then uh, I got out of the Marines, and then a lot of my, like, my brothers and, like, my, a lot of my friends were, like, golfing. And I was like, I'd go with them. But, I mean, <laughs> all we would do, I mean, I would just get drunk and not even be able to swing a golf club. And... And then I, the more I kept playing, I was like, man, I kind of want to like get better. And so um, the more I played, I started, it was like, man, I started kind of growing on it. And then I uh, started to love it pretty much. And I probably go once or twice a week, like probably the past six months. Um, I definitely love it. It's definitely a hobby. Um, you know, it kind of makes me feel like at peace, like I don't have to worry about anything. I'm just playing golf. Even if I shank 10 balls in the, in <laughs> out in the sticks, uh, I'm just happy to be out there and playing. And so, um, I'm, I got a tea time tomorrow at 10 30 at Squall Valley. So, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love golf. And the more I play, the more I, I watch it on TV too. And very, very, very golf guy now. Yeah. So do you, I'm, I heard you mentioned that you love golf and love sports. Um, do you love it because of the challenge and it, it making you better or making you want to be better at it? Or is it just being able to be out there and enjoying something um, that a lot of other people can't do or are unable to do? No, it's definitely a competitive thing for me. Like I, I want to be the best I can at it. And at first when I started, I mean, I was horrible. Couldn't even hit a ball straight. And now I'm shooting, I'm getting to, to the low nineties and starting to get a little confidence and, uh, kind of want to get, see how good I can get. So, um, definitely love it. Very competitive about it. 
And uh, but also, I mean, I don't, I don't stress about it. I mean, if I play bad, you know, it sucks. But I'm, I also tell everybody I'm playing with. I'm like, all right, I shanked the ball, but hey, we're out here playing golf. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. I was, I was there at one point in my life where I was shooting hundreds, hundred ten, and I finally got into the nineties, and it something just clicked, and I chased that dream for forever. Um, and I actually got down to about a four or five handicap. So I was shooting seventies and low eighties. Oh, wow. So you came a long way. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely, I definitely know that, that love and, and, um, love of the challenge and love of the competition because I always wanted to be better than I was the day before. So, Oh, absolutely. And that, and that's the thing about golf is like, you can have a great, great round. And then the next day you play horrible. It's just, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of it. You just try to keep playing so you can just get better. Yeah, it's definitely humbling. <laughs> as soon as you get that one bit of confidence, it's like, yeah, no, today you're you're not going to have that confidence. Oh, something, yeah. Something else is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, you get a great drive, and then uh, you, you get down the fairway and you shank it in the woods. So if you could go golfing anywhere in the world with, any person any player who would it be and why okay so if i had to golf anywhere it'd probably be uh augusta uh where the masters is yep and uh i would probably golf man honestly man i mean as cliche as this sounds i would totally love to play around a golf with tiger woods Hey, I'm not. I'm not far from you. I mean, I I respect the man. Uh, what he's done in his career um, was phenomenal. Chasing Jack Nicklaus and um, Arnold Palmer and some of their records. Like, oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm in my kind of rec- recording area, and I have this giant picture of Jack Nicklaus um, with some of his uh, famous pictures from his career and a Sports Illustrated. Um, magazine that he signed um when previewed him going to the u.s open um back in was that 1963 1983 something like that oh wow so you so you you actually like golf then oh yeah okay that's good to hear i love talking to people who like golf (laughs) so it's good because like usually when you talk about somebody who doesn't play golf they just kind of just like uh whatever yeah we actually just went to um what was it? I think it was the PGA Championship up in Tulsa um, back in May. So we got to see Tiger Woods up there. He made the cut, fortunately. So we got to see him a little bit on Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. And then we saw that that crazy finish with uh, Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris on that three-hole playoff. Oh, wow. That's so dope. I went up to the uh, Colonial, and uh, I forgot what tournament it was. Uh, but we got to see Cameron Smith. Um, dude, such a great dude. The guy never misses a putt. So, so while we're on this, so what do you think about the the live conversation and um the them breaking out away from the PGA? Do you think it's good for the sport? Or do you think it's gonna hurt? Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, honestly, I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't think that's a problem. I mean, I, if you're gonna play golf expanded across the world i mean get these third world countries some clubs let them start swinging i mean it's such a great sport i mean i don't see a problem with them turning from the pga and making another league 
do you think these live golf players should be able to earn um, world points to to qualify for the top, you know, 125 rankings and, and compete for the like the world championship at the end of the year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if they're playing the same, they're playing the same tee boxes. I mean, they're doing the same thing that PGA is doing. I mean, I think that they should be able to deserve any type of championship. Would you want to see some of those live golf players? So I know, um, who was it? Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson. Um, I think Cameron Smith actually just went over to that side as well. I love uh, Phil Mickelson. Kind of do that that Ryder Cup format against the PGA players? Oh, man. I honestly think that would be super sick. Kind of almost like a uh, – it kind of go back to like the the Pro Bowl almost like the PGA uh, versus Live kind of NFC versus AFC type deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be freaking sick. And then uh, I mean, it it'd be hard to pick a location because I mean, Live Golf technically goes everywhere. Um, I mean, they've had tournaments up in Boston, they've had them overseas in Oregon, um, and PGA mainly sticks to the U.S. soil, so um, they really don't get out too often i mean they go down to mexico every once in a while for the the dell match play championships um but other than that they're mainly based in the u.s and um the u.s o- or not the u.s open but the open in in scotland um and the uk area that's about the only time they really go overseas oh yeah 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 definitely i mean i think it's awesome honestly i think this should be a little rivalry honestly i mean I mean, sports are competitive, so might as well keep it that way. So, um, I, if I recall correctly, you're also a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? Yes, sir. Die hard. So when I haven't kept up with all their stats, but I'm I like yeah, I'm definitely a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah, I was gonna say being in Cleveland, just south of the DFW area. I mean, is either them or Houston, really, right? Oh, absolutely. Cleveland's definitely a Cowboys team. I mean, you always got those onesies and twosies, but nobody pays attention to them. <laughs> we got a Super Bowl to win, baby. So do you think um, with the game this weekend, so I know there's a few good games on, on TV, but do you think the Cowboys and Eagles game is going to be the more premier game, or do you think the Kansas City and Buffalo game is going to have the bigger headline. Oh, man, that's that's honestly tough. But uh, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, we're we're playing the same team in our in our in our division. You know, I mean, it's whoever wins this game is going to be the leader of our division. And uh, so, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys and Phillies on this one. Okay. Yeah, I I'd have to agree for for that simple reason with it being a division rivalry game. I mean, everyone loves the the Mahomes and oh, Josh absolutely! I mean, I love Mahomes, Josh Allen rivalry, especially with them being the faces kind of of the the NFL and the QB situations. Um, and I think that's going to be a great game, but I definitely w- would rather see a division rivalry than um, than that game. Even though I think it's going to be a shootout and it's going to be a fun, electrifying offensive display. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, that's I, I'm pretty sure. I think the the division rivalry game is going to be a a good one to watch. Bless you. 
Oh, thank you so much. So who would you say your favorite player is on the current roster and who's probably one of your favorite players uh, in the history of Dallas Cowboys? Well, right now, as a Cowboys fan, um, my favorite player right now is going to be Michael Parsons. The guy's an animal. He has saved us in so many clutch positions, and uh, he's always came in clutch. Can't really uh, can't really go bad with Michael Parsons. Um, and my favorite player of all time. Oh man, this is tough. This is a tough question. Oh, I got so many. Um, man, I I just keep good thinking about. It. I keep coming back to this same player. This is one of my favorite players. Um, obviously, I mean probably most underrated player to me, I guess. Uh, but I don't know if you remember number 31, the safety, Roy Williams. Yep. Probably uh, one of my favorite players of all time. He's definitely one of the hardest-hitting safeties that the Cowboys has had in a very long time. He was very smart. He definitely created a lot of turnovers. Um, so I, I he, he is definitely one of the Dallas greats. I have to give you that. Yeah, and honestly, like, I was in Pee Wee at the time and uh, back when I was a youngling and um, back when Romo was a quarterback or Bledsoe, I can't remember. Um, but, no, I mean, I got his jersey. I got his all of his football cards. And uh, I got lucky enough to go down to San Antonio to uh, one of their um, practices and uh, – my uncle got me down in the front row, and out of the blue, Roy Williams comes around and starts signing footballs, and uh, I got that football in my room ever since. That, that's amazing. Yeah, I. so this is going to be funny. So I'm actually a Cowboys fan as well, even though I grew up in Pennsylvania. So I, I avoided the Eagles and the Steelers. Um, so Great decision, great decision. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what got me is back then, so I was five years old back in 95, so I we had Emmett, we had Irvin, uh, Randy White, Aikman, all those great oh, players. Uh, yeah, so it was it was definitely a a time to be with the Cowboys, but I have stuck with them since, and I was going to say, ever since like that 95, 96 era, Cowboys really haven't done much, and it's kind of been heartbreak seasons. Um, even oh, when man. it's been, it's been so tough growing up as a Cowboys fan. I, but, I was I was born in '96 when they won the Super Bowl, and uh, ever since then we've always been talking about '96. Yep. But I would have to say my favorite player of the Cowboys, and it, it's a more recent player. Because um, you have the Irvins, you have the Smiths, you have the Aikman. Absolutely. You have primetime Deion Sanders. Of course. Um, but my favorite would have to be Jason Witten. Um, that dude was a, a cowboy through and through. Didn't matter how banged up he was. He picked up his helmet, he picked up his lunch pail, and he went out there and competed every single game and fought tooth and nail for that team. I totally agree. I didn't even think about that. Jason Witten is definitely a huge asset to the Cowboys nation. 
But my, I, I have to agree with you on the current player. Micah Parsons is definitely my man. Um, with him being a Penn State alum and playing for my, my Nittany Lions, um, he has a special place in my heart. Uh, so when he went to the Cowboys, I was like, yes, I can, I can still root for him. Oh, man, that was, that was probably the best, best decision we've made in a long time. Yeah, him and Tony Pollard are probably and C D Lamb are probably three of the best players that we've picked up in a hot minute. Oh my gosh. It's so dope having Tony Pollard and Zeke. It's like having two starting running backs. And then uh Trayvon Diggs at corner is pretty much a an island almost I wouldn't say he's Revis Island of, of old, um, but he's definitely his own brand of of an island. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, what other sports do you like to watch? Um, I know the Rangers are kind of down in that area. The Dallas Stars, the Mavericks. Do you like watching any of those guys? Yes, I, I, yes, I love the. De- My stepdad used to have uh, season tickets when we were younger, and he back when we used to watch Mike Madonna and Marty Turk. Kind of just grew on that. And uh, I haven't been to Star. I went to the Stars game last year, but we used to have season tickets. We should li- literally after we get in the car and go to the game. And uh, it was such a good time. I mean, I, I mean, I still support the Stars. I love Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. I love all those guys, and uh, love hockey in general. Um, I love baseball too. I. I used to be on a huge baseball fringe. Uh, the Yankees are my team. I'm not a Rangers fan. I was when I was when I was little, but uh, honestly, I'm just not a Texas Rangers fan. So a Dallas fan being a or Dallas native area being a Yankees fan. I mean, that's kind of similar to me being a a Pennsylvania native and being a Cowboys fan. So I can see it. What do you what do you think the odds of the Yankees uh, moving forward this year are? I think I lost you there, Dalton. There we are. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, I absolutely uh, think the Yankees got the great team. They got pitching. They got the hitting. Can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, Aaron Judge really had a special season hitting those 62 homers, um, something that I did not think he was going to get done at one point. Um, and I have a Yankees fan in the office. I was giving him, uh, you know, ribbing him every day. Like, man, I don't know. He's He looks like he's sweating it a little bit, but um, definitely no, interesting. Yeah, that's such a milestone, especially being in pinstripes, hitting that many homers in one season. Yeah, with, uh, with Babe Ruth and – uh, Maris and all those greats before him, uh, slugging away, putting his or enshrining his name kind of in that legacy is, is pretty uh, amazing. Oh man, yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm, I honestly think they're gonna go big. But so, uh, before I let you go, we're gonna get back to the Cowboys here really quick. So, I've got to have an interesting stat line, um, for you. So the Cowboys, I don't know if, if you're 
because you said you didn't follow stat lines and anything like that. So Cowboys have won the last three games against the Eagles with a margin of 20 points or greater. Um, and they've won the seven, seven of the last nine games that they played the Eagles. Yes. Are, are, you, are you asking me if uh, what am I going to what think so, the score is going to be? Yeah. So give me give me a prediction. Uh, what do you what do you think will happen this weekend? I mean, we have our great defense going against one of the, probably the better offenses um, in the NFL currently. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I mean, the way we're going right now and Cooper Rush and it's, it's we've had some tough games. It's always been neck and neck. Um, I honestly 100 percent dislike the Eagles so much that I can't even get a prediction from their standpoint. But I'm going to go 21-11 Cowboys. Okay, so a good old-fashioned NFC East rivalry, low-scoring affair. 21-11 Cowboys. Okay, I like it. I like it. The biggest thing for me with this game is going to be the effort Cooper Rush puts in um, and how that offensive line fares against uh, that Eagles defensive line, which has some monsters on it, um, especially with Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, and you got Cox up there. You got Graham. You have Sweat. You have so many players on that Eagles defense, which is going to give that offensive line a challenge. Oh, yeah, but I love the Cowboys blocking schemes. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the Cowboys, but it's going to be a little bit closer on my spread. I'm going to pick the Cowboys 24-20. Wow, that's honestly really good. That's a great one. Honestly, I'm kind of mad I didn't say that. So tell the listeners uh, how they can find you, um, where they can follow you at. and uh... Yes, absolutely. Well, my name is Dalton Torres. You can find me on Instagram at Dalton underscore Torres. Um, also on Facebook, at my music page at Dalton Torres Music. And um, I mean, I got a Twitter, but I really don't tweet anything ever. Um, but, uh, anyway, I got, uh, music, I got two singles out on Apple music, Spotify, Pandora, all music entities. And, uh, you can check me out. I got two singles out, ain't no paradise and Chisholm trail. And, uh, y'all go ahead and check those out. Give me a follow and let me know what you think. Hey, thank you so much Dalton for joining the episode today. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode on the vest. Be sure to tune in this weekend as we cover the Week 7 football games from college football as we discuss Penn State, Michigan, Alabama, Tennessee, as well as several other games that we highlighted from last week's episode. Be sure to go like and follow Dalton on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to go listen to his music on Spotify, Apple, and any streaming platform that has music. Thank you guys so much. Hope you have a great week and hope you tune in soon. Smoking loud.